Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing we could rely on to get us through the tough times we all face. We welcome you along on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and much, much more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Now let's get started. What's up, man? What's up, dude? How you doing? How you doing, oh, man? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Good, Wonderful. good. Today's today's been so far so good. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I can tell you, it's it's a lot different from last week. So I was in my car recording with you last week, and I started to break out in a sweat. I don't know because it was kind of warm. And uh, this week, I'm freezing in my car right now. It's total, totally, totally, totally one eight, total one eighty from what we had last week. This is unreal. This so weather, dude. So do do you like the cold or the or the or the heat? And I don't more? know. Yeah. I think I think as far as which I would prefer, I, I like cold weather. Uh-huh. But I mean, even even that, I get tired of after a while. It's like once you hit a certain point, like kind of for me i guess like after either after christmas or after the first snow that we get i'm kind of like all right i'm done with the cold i'm ready yeah. for it to warm up yeah and then after like fourth of july i'm totally over I'm like, summer. I'm like, like, right, you're, cool. you're like when the cold coming yeah yep yep what about you what, what do you prefer i am just like you man because i tell you what the, the the heat uh is is nice it's very nice you know i mean you know, but uh, I get tired of that sometimes. You know, but the but yeah. the coldness, uh, kinds of okay. So when you're disabled like me, uh, the the cold weather does something to the bones that's not really nice. Uh, it's it's harder for me to walk in the winter time than yeah. it is the summertime, and I don't know why, but I love the cold because. I wear. I can wear my jackets. I love. I love my jacket so so much. You know. I love a good jacket too. Yeah. I love a good jacket. And I just look better in a jacket. You know. I, that's how I feel. Yeah. I feel. More, I feel a little more confident in a jacket. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know? can have something to it, hold on I to. Totally and, get that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. Uh, have you heard? Of, well, I know you've heard of him, but I. Um, Tommy Vexed. Yes. Have you heard it? Okay. So. Uh, if you if if you the listener goes on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash when words fail music speaks uh, tomorrow and uh, Wednesday uh, we will be uploading two videos and those two videos are of Tommy Vexed covering tomorrow is going to be Tennessee Whiskey and Wednesday is going to be The Hills by uh, The Weeknd. Cool. I had no idea that he covered so many songs. There are so many songs that he's covered on YouTube that it's fantastic, yeah. and I don't know why it's not on Apple Music or Spotify. I, I think it's on Spotify, but I don't know if it is. Yeah. You know? But he does such amazing covers, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's not cool. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, they're not too hard. They're not too soft. They're just in between the lines where you can say, okay, I, you know, I can dig yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. I uh, speaking of Spotify, did I tell you that we canceled our uh, Apple Music and our Pandora, um, and uh, we went with Spotify? No, why? Yeah, so um, just to save it, you know, save save some money, some month. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am now kind of understanding how Spotify works. Before, I would use it uh, mainly for podcasts that were Spotify exclusive. Um, but now I'm kind of getting used to the playlist thing, creating right. stations, liking songs, and kind of just getting in the car and shuffling things. That's what I like. I right. love getting in the car, hitting shuffle of some kind, and uh, that's why I had an iPod for a long time. That's yeah. why I like Apple Music. Yeah. But now I realize I can do that with Spotify, so I was like, oh, I'm good to go. We're so, cool. Uh, I mean, anywhere you get music is, is fantastic. You know, we encourage yeah. everybody to listen to any kind of music. It doesn't matter what platform, Spotify yep. or Apple Music. I prefer Apple Music, but yeah. then again, I just love Apple Apple stuff, even though, you know, they're yeah. the... Apple they're is good. The, Apple is the, good. I love yeah. Apple products, but I would say, you know, I, I'm going to I'm gonna really enjoy Spotify, I believe, so... Yeah. And 
you get to listen to do, to Joe Rogan exclusively on Spotify without that's though, right. I don't I don't think that's happening still, is it? Because he's had a he's had a rough time with Spotify ever since the hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, it's um I, I kind of heard briefly about that. I know that all the shows on the last podcast network uh, went to Spotify exclusive, which is where you can listen to No Dogs in Space, which is a a, a really good music podcast. Yes, it is. They've been doing um they've been doing a a lot of covering a lot of punk bands and doing a really in in depth conversation about them. I really like their 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 episodes on uh, on the Misfits band. Yeah, they had a great a, a series on the Misfits. Yeah. Um, I think they did a three or four part series on the Ramones, and I think that um, right now they got the Stooges, don't they? Yeah, so the, uh, I think the Stooges was their their biggest or their yeah like their <clears> first <throat> biggest like series that they did. Yeah, um, which is really cool. Yeah. The Joy Division one is really cool. Um, I'm looking forward to more episodes that they do. Right, right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there are two bands that you can scream out their name, and it'll be totally okay with. First one is Slayer. Slayer. You do it better, man. Do it again. Slayer. Yes. <laughs> I love it, man. I love you for that. Hurt my throat a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to podcast today. It's okay. We'll we'll go with it. Slayer, right? And the next one is Guar. 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 Yeah, another one. Yeah. Hey, man. Whatever their logo looks like is uh based on how you should pronounce the band you know? right if it's in all caps boom boom you got it right and yeah. if it's all caps and it's like dripping blood mm -hmm. then it's probably pronounced in a scream yeah some variety. yeah mm, that's that's <laughs> not okay i i don't i don't i don't know if that's good or not man you know yeah but um yeah this episode is gonna be we are on episode 33 man i you know yeah. where does time go right cruising right along yes sir so this is on guar um Whoa. as as you know if if you follow us on uh on instagram on when words fail pod um or i think it's when words fail music speaks pod uh you'll see that i uploaded a a picture of me and guar on our on uh on on it and i did a virtual meet and greet and it was awesome That's those guys cool. are very nice uh, and then, you know, of course, we have the uh, episode 33 uh, Gore um, post on Instagram. Yes. So, please go follow the Instagram. Stay yes. Today. Yes. Yes. Please do. Please do. So, uh, I met Gore when I was, when I saw him uh, the last time, I think. The last time I saw him was in 2013, I think. I don't know. It was in the, it, I think it was in North Carolina, and I and I messaged the band and they said, "Yeah, uh, come on back and we'll take some pictures with you." You know, so I'm like, "Hell yeah!" So yeah. I got a picture of uh, Odorous Durungus, which is not here with us anymore. Rest in peace. Oh man, yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm glad yeah. you were able to get a picture with him. Yeah, me too. And I got a picture of Flatus Maximus, which is also not here uh, mm -hmm. with us. So rest in peace for him. And I got a picture of uh, Ballsack the Mighty. Uh, the Jaws of Death, the Boss Egg, the Jaws of Death, and Beefcake, the Mighty. I gotta get that right, because, you know, <laughs> so, so they were all yeah. super cool, uh, they did it with me just before they got on stage, and it was quick, hello, how are you, and, you know, super yeah. nice guys, um, you know, so hopefully, you know, I can meet them, we can meet them in person next year, from, you know, oh, when we're the tour. When shows started back up again, yeah. Right. Right. So. So you. So is it safe to say that Gore is your one of your favorite bands of all time? Yes. Not only okay, cool. do they make great music, they have a good visual uh, presence. Yeah. Um, yeah. With all their um, killings of of uh, celebrities and. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So. It, it, okay. For 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 the people who have seen Gore, do you know what what to be in in a concert is like? It's yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's um, it, it's very very uh, uh, thrilling to be in one. Yeah, there. Uh, I I would say that as far as honestly, <clears throat> as far as their music goes, I'm not as familiar with the. I, I've I've known about Guar for a very long time, um, dating all the way back to 
the Viva La Bam days whenever they were featured a lot right. on that show. Yes, Bam loves um, them. And I do like their music, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm very into the visual. I love shock rock. I love anything shock rock. I always thought it was so interesting for a band to put so much effort into their live performances um, if they followed – it kind of fell under that category so right you know alice cooper slipknot who uh, who have you any, any of those bands the misfits whatever like yeah. making it a visual thing along with the music so whenever i discovered that they like bring so ce- <laughs> these celebrities out onto stage and then like they kill them right yeah <laughs> like this quote, quote unquote kill you know quote unquote yeah. kill them yeah, right? well, yeah. yeah so it's just it's it's a it would probably be a lot of fun to be at a show, a Guar show. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we only produce facts here. There's no media here. So, yeah. I have within my um, um, limit to tell you this. Uh, this is strictly mm-hmm. facts because I got it off of the Joan Rivers show. Guar was on. All right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and they, Beefcake the Mighty, which is dressed up as the Roman, you know, with with the, right. you know, you know, the old Roman helmet and stuff. So, right. He officially said on Joan Rivers back in 94 or whatever, right, that they are the sole creators of music. <laughs> yeah. Right. So what they did was they killed a, di- a dinosaur 50,000 times, but, you know, wide or something. Took its innards, right? Went to the Grand Canyon, stretched its innards out of the Grand Canyon, and played, and music was born. Mm, that that yep. is fact. Factual evidence. It's a lot of sense. It's on the yeah. internet, so you know it's true. <laughs> right? Oh, gosh. This yeah. is going to be a lot of fun. It is. I, I it love is. This. this is going to be so much fun. So, why don't we get started, you know? Okay. Yeah, uh, we, got it. we got a lot to cover. There's a lot of history behind Guar. Right. So, uh, do you want to go first, or do you, uh, you know, do you want me to take this? Sure, I can, I can kick this off. Sure. Um, Guar, often stylized in all caps as Guar, uh-huh. uh, is an American heavy metal band formed in Richmond, Virginia, in 1984, composed and composed of and operated by a frequently rotating lineup of musicians, artists, and filmmakers, collectively known as Slave Pit Incorporated. Uh-huh. Following the death of frontman and lead singer Dave Brocky in 2014, the group has continued without any of its founding members. Oh. Yeah. That's Very sad. sad. Yeah. Yeah. So easily identified by their distinctively grotesque costumes, <laughs> Gwar's core th- thematic and visual concepts revolve around an elaborate science fiction theme to mythology, which portrays the band as a barbaric interplanetary warriors hmm. <laughs> the, a, a narrative which serves as the basis for the band's albums, videos, live shows, and other media rife with the over the top violent, sexual, and scatological humor uh, typically, typically incorporating social and political satire Hmm. Uh, Guar has attracted both acclaimed and controversy for its music and stage show, obviously, right? Uh, yeah. The latter of which uh, notoriously showcases an, an enactments of graphic violence that result in the audience being sprayed with copious amounts of fake blood, urine, and semen. Hmm. I've never seen <laughs> urine and semen. I've, I've seen blood. Maybe that was, you know, back when they so first started. Yeah, it's nasty. But it's all water. So, I mean, it's yeah. all good. It's, good. it's all good and fun, right? Nope. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Such stagecraft, stagecraft of regularly leads Guar into be, being a label as a shock rock band by the media. It's almost like Alice Cooper, but to the yeah. extreme amount of yeah, um, and, and shock even rock. so much that they, they do a wonderful cover of Schools Out. Yes. Uh, oh my so god! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, so, uh, m- actually, um, it, it's funny. I'll tell you a real story. Um, yeah. Uh, my mom heard uh, Guar covering "Schools Out," right? Uh, yeah. And 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 she didn't want to want me to listen to Guar anymore because uh, at the end of the song he says, 
something like I majored in killing, I majored in killing you or something, and my mom didn't like that. So I was like, it's not about the lyrics, mom. She says, shut up, stop listening to that band. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, okay. Yeah. Um, So since its formation, Guar has released 13 studio albums, two live albums, and numerous singles, among other recordings, and has sold over 820,000 records in the United States. Mm. Fueled largely by controversies surrounding their concerts, Guar experienced brief mainstream notoriety during the first half of the 1990s, receiving regular airplay on MTV, as well as frequent in-character guest appearances on daytime talk shows, uh, satirizing the topics of censorship and media violence. Though the band's mainstream popularity declined by the end of the 1990s, Guar has retained a, a dedicated cult following. The band's extensive videography conti- consists of both live recordings and long-form feature films, most notably 1992's Phallus in Wonderland, <laughs> which earned a Grammy mm-hmm. Award nomination for Best Long-Form Music Video. That's I, I need to watch that. Yeah. Um, outside of music and video, Guar has expanded its franchise into comic books, trading cards, a board game, signature beers, barbecue sauces, and e-liquids. E-liquid. E-liquid is, uh, is um, the vapor stuff, right? Gotcha. Okay, I was like, right. what in the crap is e-liquid? Yeah, I think that's okay. vape, vape liquids, you know, you like, so e- like the e-liquid. electronic cigarettes. Right, gotcha. yes, yes. So they're almost like Kiss, but I think Kiss has beaten them in the market of selling everything. Well, Kiss has a coffin. Did you know that? Like, if you yeah, Kiss <laughs> the Kiss coffin. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, also the uh, the Kiss air air guitar strings that they. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's like what are you doing, Gene? I would buy it though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Gene's. You know, good. like the, the the merchandise goes hand in hand with these shock rock bands it's almost like you're guaranteed to sell more merch if you are so over the top with right. your live shows like a, i mean you can you can buy some band merch for a regular band but like are you as motivated to buy it unless it's something like a your your logo is like dripping blood or right you had such a great time at the live show that you're like i've got to go buy some merch from this band because right they've they featured something on the shirt that was in the show, whatever, you know, it, so it, it's really cool to watch these. The Misfits were the same way. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah still are. The visuals you know? are great and yeah. sold the crap out of some merch because of it. Yeah. And I'm, I, and I believe that, um, um, Calabrese is doing the same thing too, you know, yeah. with, with Calabrese the, is, is right there along with yeah. him. Yep. Yeah. Cause They're we, uh, we talked with Davey and he did, and, and he's just like Jerry, um, Jerry only, um, he does everything yeah. that, you know, I mean, Guy's a genius. I don't know how he comes up with the stuff, but he does. Right. That's awesome. So, formation and debut from 1984 to 1989. War is a result of two separate ma- projects merged into one. Dave Brocky was a vocalist and bassist for a punk band named Death Piggy, which I just ordered a vinyl. So, hopefully, um, I'll, I'll, oh, cool. uh, yeah, get that on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, it staged many plays and used crude props to punctuate its music. Bands would occasionally practice in the room at the Richmond Dairy, uh, a deserted bottling plant that has that had been taken over by the hippies in the 80s, I guess, right? Um, yeah. The hippies rented out in the interior uh, areas to various artists and musicians. It was at the Richmond Dairy... Uh, that Death Piggy meant Hunter Jackson, which which is he plays Techno Destructo, and Chuck Varga, which plays the Sexecutioner, um, in Demand Guar. Uh, so both attendees of Virginia Commonwealth University, who had set up the Slave Pit, a production, the a production space for Scum Dogs of the Universe, a movie by they intended to make. Jackson would create the props for Death Piggy to use on stage. Brocky had an idea to use the costume made for Scum Dogs of the Universe and have Death Piggy open for uh, itself as a barbaric band from Antarctica. Playing nonsense uh, nonsense songs while sacrificing fake, fake animals. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the joke uh, was... Which, uh, James, I'm going to correct you there. I believe the per, the pronoun the uh, correct pronunciation is 
Okay, okay. I well, yours. Be, is, I could be wrong. Well, m mine's a little. I don't know. Yours is a little bit better pronunciation. Anyway, well. it's uh pronounced G W A A R R R G G H H L L L G H. If for anyone who wants to send us a video pronouncing that, please do. Please that would do. make it that would make our really life. Emphasize the L's. That yeah, that, that would make our life if you send us a video. Like you're throwing up. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Right. So, so the members of Death Piggy uh, became noticing that more and more people were coming to see Gwah! and leaving immediately after the set. After several refinements, including uh, shortening of the band's name, Death Piggy was phased out in favor of the new band, now Guar. There we go. Yeah. The first known lineup for Guar consisted of Ben Eubanks on vocals, Brocky on guitar, Steve Douglas on guitar, uh, Chris Bopst yeah. on the bass, and Jim Thompson uh, on the drums, and then Jackson. However, this lineup was short-lived and would suffer multiple changes in the following months, with Eubanks quitting after just one or two shows and being replaced by Joe Anaruma, who went mm -hmm. on to record several demo tracks with the band. Onoruma soon quit and was replaced by Brocky. The band solidified into a lineup consisting of Jackson, Don Draculich, Varga, Mike Delaney, Mike Bonner, Scott Crawl, Dave Muzel, and Brocky. Mike Delaney left in 1987. Dewey Rowell, who is uh, also known as Flatus Maximus, which, by the way, we should we should we should stress that when you see interviews of these guys uh, on YouTube or whatever. And their stage names, you know, Odorous and things like that. When you're talking to, for instance, if you're if you're interviewing Odorous, but you address Dave Brocky, who is the actual <laughs> says, human that's, being, that's my slave man or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So they they refer to them as I'm I'm Odorous's personal slave. Yeah, slave right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that's it's, great. Uh, just a way to just add to the the, to the lore uh, showmanship. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's see. We got Dewey Rowell, Flatus Maximus, Michael Bishop, also known as Beefcake the Mighty, and Rob Mosby, uh, Nipolis Erectus, uh, were recruited in 1987 along with uh, Steve Douglas, Ballsack the Jaws of Death, yes. um, who rejoined the band after having previously left. Danielle uh, Stamp, who uh, is also known as Slaminstra Hyman right. uh, joined in 1988 as the first full-time female member of Guar for the U.S. for the first U.S. tour, supporting Guar's debut album Hell O, mm -hmm. uh, and toured consistently with the band until 2000. The band has also recruited and lost three other female members: The Temptress, uh, Heather Broom in 1986, um, Amazina, uh, Colette Miller. 1986 to 1987, and then Guar Woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very unique. Yeah, that's yeah. original. Uh, and, Lisa Harrelson from 1987 to 1988. Yeah, they did a stretch when they named her, huh? Yeah, Jeez. for real. It's like they didn't even, <laughs> you know, they didn't even, they are, you're a Guar Woman. Woman. You are Guar Woman. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the band's debut album, Hell O, a crossover of thrash metal punk rock album, which was released in 1988 under Shimmy Disc. I guess that's the that's the um, record label. Yes. The band the band tour started touring in support of the album. Uh, with Steve Douglas leaving in the same year, I think he also played uh, Ball Sack: The Jaws of Death. Yeah. Later to form the alternative band Log, and being replaced by the current rhythm guitarist Michael Dirks. Took over uh, Douglas's boss that the job. That he's a great human being. I met him like one time. Um, yeah, I, I they were headlining. Gore was headlining, and um, I met uh, uh, after I took the picture with with Gore. Um, Michael du Michael um, was at a costume, you know, just hanging out mm -hmm. before he he went on. And he actually, and he actually remembered me. You know, came over and shook my hand, and we talked for a few minutes. He's a nice guy, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, cool. how, however, the band's lineup uh, uh, underwent further changes before 1990. In 98, in 88, uh, the Sleep Pit saw the joining of Bob Gorman, 
a young new artist who helped with, with art, the art designs and fabrication aspects of the band. One year later, in 1989, Rob Mosby uh, left the band and was replaced by Pete Luxter, who also quit and to be replaced temporarily by Jim Thompson, who had been in the band prior to the to the release of Hello. Thompson later quit and replaced by Brad Roberts, who have since played Jismac Dagusha, which is the drummer. <laughs> very, very good drummer. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Absolutely. I remember uh, seeing a picture of his drum kit, be, you know, behind, behind the drum kit, on a, yeah. and uh, and on each floor tom and snare, he had like like a word for each thing. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what the words were, but it was some explicit, you know, content on his word, you know. Of course. Like F off or something, you know. I, I don't know, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, yeah, they're cool, you know. Yeah. So let's talk about Scum Dogs of the Universe and This Toilet Earth. This is from 1990 to 1994. Uh, with Guar's lineup somewhat solidified, the band would set uh, set up to record Scum Dogs of the Universe, released worldwide on producer Ivan Healy Purvis's label, Master Records, a subsidiary of Bluebeat Records. The album met a moderately large mainstream success and would mark the start of a career under the Metal Blade Records record label great record label for heavy metal music yes. a lot of great bands off of metal blade still is um yeah absolutely the band would tour extensively in support for this album releasing the live from antarctica produced by uh ivan healy purvis uh the vh <laughs> it's a vhs tape uh in uh, 19 july of 1990 containing among other things the music video for the song sick of you it was shortly after the video's release when the slave pit took in another new young guitarist matt mcguire to help out with the costume fabrication as well as illustrations for comics and related material. And this is a common thing you see with, with Guar is a lot of the band members also have a huge part in the art, the, the stage design, the comic books, uh, album covers, things like that. They're very involved. It's not like they have a team of people. They're still very DIY, like the Misfits were. Right, know? right. Uh, Danzig was, was out there printing, making posters in his basement, and he's like, Hand doing all the pro- the vinyl press and like it's just it was very DIY. Guar doing the yeah. same thing. Yeah, so uh, man, I'm imagine getting one of the vinyl presses from like like so, when the band first first started. You know, to know that going that going the dancing did your vinyl pressing mm-hmm. amazing. Absolutely. So in August 1990, uh, the birth of Michael Dirks' daughter resulted in his taking a short break from the band. Barry D. Live, D. De- Live, the Live, um, sure. D. Live Ward um, from the band Rich Kids on LSD, filled in on a guitar as Bossack uh, during Gore's 91 European tour. On September 18th, ni- n- 1990, Brocky wore his Cut a Fish of Cthulhu, a yes. piece during a show in, North, in Charlotte, North Carolina, resulting in Brocky's arrest. And ultimately, one year from the band, one a, a one year band from the band performing in the state of North Carolina. Yep. Upon returning home, War filmed its first cameo in the mainstream film Mystery Eight. Okay. So interesting. Explanation required for the, for people who don't you know what the Cuttlefish of Cthulhu is. Yeah. Uh, that's like a. What's well, the easy word how to how to pronounce this? Uh, it's a it's a man part, you know, <laughs> for the for the male species, right? The absolute, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a PG way of uh, saying that, right? Sure. Yeah. So uh, they they uh, the the police came and took it because they didn't like it or something. You know, they didn't yeah. really think it was visually pleasing or something, right? Yeah. Is, is, is that a good way how to say it? No, it's a good way to say. It. Okay. If you don't know what uh, Cthulhu is, um, he's a uh, some type of like squid monster. Yeah, so uh, like a mythological creature. H- yeah, H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft. Uh, yeah, he's a famous horror uh, author. Uh, has this whole like uh, they call it a Lovecraft universe where he's got he wrote all these books about these large creatures. Now it's come out later. If you're you know again trigger warning. Uh, <laughs> H.P. Lovecraft was kind of a racist. Yeah, but, well. you know he he wrote many a good book. I will I will give him that. 
Um, and uh, despite what his views were on the uh, the Jewish race, like he was still yeah. uh, a, a a great author. He created this universe. Cthulhu is definitely a terrifying monster. There's been many video games based on it. Yes. Um, and uh, I've played I've played one or two. Um, but uh, yeah, so the male part of uh, this giant monster. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, <laughs> um, so Scum Dogs of the Universe was originally released through the UK label Master before it was picked up by Metal Blade in 1991. Um, in the group's hunt for a larger label. They auditioned for Relativity uh, Records, and one of the larger—it's one of the larger independent heavy metal labels. Uh, the group failed their audition when they arrived in costume, huh. and Slaminster Hyman broke a blood capsule from her codpiece uh, onto one of the office—the office chairs, mm. simulating menstruation. Mm. Yeah, gross. That's not yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's extra. It's, Very extra. It, this band is quite the the unique. A uh, group of guys and, and and girls here. Yeah. The band suffered further lineup changes during this period, uh, with Dewey Rowell um, leaving the band in 91 and not being replaced until 92 by Pete Lee, which is the uh, second um, Flatus Maximus. Yeah. So after recording of America Must Be Destroyed... Uh, the Charlotte, North Carolina incident from 90 was the inspiration of Gore's third album, America Must Be Destroyed, mm. uh, released in 92. The album was accompanied by the movie Fellas in Wonderland, which documented the main concept and contained music videos for the album. Uh, like we said before, Fellas in Wonderland was nominated for a Grammy in 93 after recording the, the after recording uh, this this tour to Earth was completed. Bassist Michael Bishop has left the band and replaced by Casey Orr from the from the band Rigor Mortis, mm. which which he replaced um, as a Beefcake the Mighty Slave Man, Slave Human. Yeah. So, uh, so this tour to Earth was released in '94 to moderate success. Uh, the album received additional attention due to the controversy surrounding BDF, a strong a a songs that graphically review re, 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 yeah refers to subjects such as sodomy, necrophilia, p- potential rape, uh, pedophilia, and, and mutilation. Mm. It's just not always. That's never good at all. No, no, that's a that's a. Like I, I get it, like you know, like you you want to stand out and be a little different, but like how far is too far? Uh, and that's too far. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they found out. Too <laughs> far. Yeah, they found out the hard way, you know. Yeah. So in '94, uh, also saw the music for for Sadayama Gogo uh, and and the Road Behind, which is a movie that's my turn. The Road yeah. Behind was a fantastic song. It was like a slower paced song, um, sung by uh, Casey Orr or. You know, I mean the the uh, um, beefcake the mighty for those who yeah. you, who want to know who's singing. Uh, this would also mark the beginning of the band's strain from their trademark sound, as the album contains several experimental songs, as opposed to the punk of Hello and Thrash of Scumdogs of the Universe. Mm-hmm. So. It, it, it sounds like they were trying out different stuff, um, you know, punk to, to thrash metal to, to this yeah. and that, and they couldn't decide it. But I think they, you know, really solidified who they were in uh, in, in 2006. For real. And uh, so. So uh, the 20, let's talk about the 25th anniversary and the death of Corey Smoot. Uh, so Guar began work on the next album, tentatively titled Go to Hell. Which was, uh, excuse, excuse me, excuse me. That is yeah. their best album ever, I think. In my opinion, I I would love for them to tour on that tour forever in a day, because yeah. um, when when you go see that tour, when, when I went to see that tour, yeah, um, it was a story about them going to hell and defeating Satan, but most of all, oh. yeah, so gotcha. yeah, that's cool. So that was a very 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 good tour. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that same month, Guar opened a gallery show called The Art of Guar. 
uh, at Art Space Gallery in Richmond to display the many props, costumes, cartoons, uh, paintings uh, produced by the Slave Pit, uh, Gore's Art and Effects Studio. That'll be cool to see. Oh, yeah. 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 On February 23rd of 2006, Squar's official website announced Squar's album officially being titled, uh, officially titled Beyond Hell, for which, at the urging of DRT Entertainment, a cover version of Alice Cooper's School's Out Love it. Uh, was recorded and released. So good. Uh, the music video was directed by Dave Brodsky on July 2nd, 2006. The part of the, the school marm has been mistakenly identified as Devin Townsend, the producer of the Beyond Hell CD. It is actually Scott Crawl, a longtime war slave and hmm. inventor of Gorgor. Uh, Schools Out was nominated for Best Video of 2006 on MTV2's Headbangers Ball. Right. Congratulations. So, side note. Yeah. Please tell me who, well, I, well, I know you know Gorgor. You know who, who that is, right? No, I, I don't. No. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, okay. Alright, so I'm dropping knowledge on you, okay? So, do it. Uh, during the Beyond Hill tour, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, 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 they got in Satan's realm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, Odorous was gonna, was fighting Satan, but he needed a little bit of help from somebody, okay? Ah. And it's okay. Gorgor, okay? So Gorgor is a Tyrannosaurus Rex, right? Okay. That can't, that comes out, fights Satan, bites his head off, spits it out. Okay. And then Odorous got really mad at Gorgor for killing him because he wanted to kill Satan and himself. Gor- uh, Gorgor and, o- and Odorous started fighting each other, right? So oh. at the end, Odorous becomes victorious. Ah, okay. So, and, yeah, I looked up some pictures of Gorgor just now. Yeah, Gorgor is like their, it's like the main, main, main mascot for Gore. Yeah. So it's like okay. synopsis with, you know, with one and the same. Everybody freaked out when 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 Gorgo. Gorgo is like Eddie for Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, yeah. Everybody who doesn't know who Gorgo is, please do yourself a favor looking up on YouTube. It's the greatest thing ever, <laughs> ever made. Um, the Bloodbath and Beyond DVD was released on June 20th of 2006, containing exclusive behind-the-scenes and vintage footage of the band. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Gore performed a special halftime show at the Sounds of the Underground 2006 tour. Hmm. Gore went on to headline the following year's Sounds of the Underground tour in 2007. I saw him there, too. Yep. That was a good yeah. tour. Cool. Sounds that sounds that the underground was um was Ben Margera's tour. That's right. That's and he loved and he loved Gore so much. Right, know, evil of bands and stuff like that. Right, That's and right. um he loved Gore so much that he made him the headliner. Which I mean, you can't go after Gore, you know, because I just uh, want to say to like those episodes of Evil Labam that featured Gore are so funny. The one in particular that I remember um was they were staying at his house. And there was there was this part where Odorous like sneaks into his uh, into Bam Margera's parents' bedroom, gets in the bed, scares them, you know, wakes them up, and they're like they're like freaking out, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "It's so it's so scary down there." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then Phil's like, "Don't you shouldn't you be down there with your friends?" And he's like, "They're not my friends." <laughs> Uh, so funny. Uh, so, vocalist Odorous Urungus also uh, being featured on the on the last Strapping Young Lads album, The New Black, as a guest vocalist on the song Far Beyond Metal, which is great. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. should hear that right now. Um, mm-hmm. So, Odorous' lines are uh, in the song that are directly taken from the Gore song Maggots. Now in the halls of the Necro Lord, you know, for the, yeah. for those of you who've listened to the song, uh, Scott Crawl is in the school's out video as a female teacher. What? Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> hmm. uh, <laughs> with whom Odorous makes out before mounting her at the end of the video. 
There you go. Mm. Oh, now I know why they got it. Why they got to do? Why they uh, did it that way? Okay, it makes sense, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> uh, so Beyond Hill was released on August 29th, two thousand six, with Quar uh, touring to support the album and being helped by the creation of the new props for this tour, including several characters from Beyond Hill's plot, including Jitler, which is Hitler. And Lucifer, which is, oh, uh, yeah, okay, but Lucifer uh, is Lucifer, right? Yeah. So, uh, Gore would, would, was also present at the third annual Rock and Shock Festival from October 13th to the 15th as part of their tour. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. Uh, so, in spring 2008, Todd Evans left Gore to focus on his other project called Mobile Death Camp. Mm. Uh, shortly after Todd's departure, Casey Orr was confirmed to return as Beefcake the Mighty. Do you want to take this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sleazy P. Martini returned to the stage with Guar during their electile dysfunction 08 tour. <laughs> <laughs> these, these tour names are killing me. So funny. Yeah. Um, in 2009, Guar celebrated their 25th year as a band. Uh, Guar's 11th studio album, Lust in Space, was released in, uh, uh, excuse me, on August 18th of 2009 through Metal Blade Records. They performed at the 2009 Gathering of the Juggalos and toured nationwide. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, toured nationwide with Lamb of God and Job for a Cowboy. Both what a killer tour, tour, man. Killer what a tour. killer tour, yeah. indeed. Lamb of God and Job, Job for a Cowboy. Yeah, man. It's great. The, uh, the band released a 2009 Christmas vinyl record consisting of a new song titled Christmas Stripper Hello uh, Christmas Stripper Summer Weekend mm-hmm. and a live Hello Medley. Hmm. Yeah. So, Odorous Eurugus is, is famous for loving uh, of, of the crack substance. Mm. He always talks about crack. That's right. You know, um, so Odorous Eurugus hosted the Crackathon <laughs> <laughs> in Brooklyn, New York, New York, at the MF Gallery in April 2010, a second crackathon followed in 2011. So, mm. on October 9th, 2010, uh, Gore released their twelfth album, Studio Bloody Pit of Horror, which I don't think that was supposed to be a Gore album because David Brock, who I think was was working on that one, and someone, one of his band members, said, "You know that sounds like." Choir album, why don't we release that? No. Okay, you know, so. interesting, yeah, yeah. So, on November 3rd, 2011, guitarist Corey Smoot, who portrayed uh, Flatus Maximus since 20 since 2002, was found dead by his fellow band members in the band's tour bus as they prepared to cross the border into Manitoba, Canada, from North mm. Dakota. Uh, because the death was a cor- was a coronary artery uh, thrombosis brought by his pre-existing coronary ar- coronary artery disease, mm. and on November fourth, David Brocky officially announced that the character of Flatus Maximus would retire at a respective Smoot. Um, well. Yeah, man. When, when I met Smoot, um, uh, Flatus. Uh, when I took the picture with him, he he was very kind to me. You know, had a yeah. had a drink in his hand. You know, so he asked me how I was doing. You know, it was a very very emotional emotional time for me uh, because sure. you never thought about me and Guar. They say that Guar is the hardest part, one of the hardest bands to meet ever. And yeah. you know, the thing that I got back there was like, holy crap! You know, I got Guar. You know, yeah. So it it was very an honor to meet. Um, Corey um, that day. Yeah. So, uh, the last single recorded with Smoot was December twenty twenty second two thousand eleven, and I think you can see that on 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 YouTube. And it is a cover of the Dayglow abortion song. Isn't this disgusting? Uh, the single was made available on, on iTunes and appeared on the Dayglow abortion tribute album in twenty twelve. So. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you can find that on Spotify as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, so let's talk about Battle Maximus, uh, Death of Dave Brocky, and the future for Guar. 
On April 3rd of 2012, a television sitcom created by horror filmmaker Adam Green and starring Brocky portraying odorous Hurungus titled Holliston debuted on the Fearnet cable television network. The series starred Odorous as uh, series uh, lead Green's series lead Green's imaginary alien friend who lives in his closet. Hmm. Rocky toured and appeared with his uh, castmates as Odorous at many live performances of Holliston across the United States in 2012 and 2013. Green also appeared on also appeared on stage with Guar several times when the band had him introduce their encore performance. The full Holliston cast was murdered on stage and hmm. fed to both Guar's world maggot and meat uh, Guar's world maggot and meat grinder at several U.S. shows. A third season of Holliston was uh, being scripted by Green when Brocky died of a heroin overdose in 2014. Mm. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can see his, uh, well, you can see Odorous's, uh funeral um, on YouTube. They, uh, they did yeah, a... I was watching a little bit of that. Randy Blythe was yeah, there uh, yeah. speaking and, uh, from Lamb of God. Yeah. yeah I'm, David Brocky was so loved, you know. Um, yeah. And they gave uh, orders a Viking funeral, you know, they sent them out on yeah, the ship. Viking, and, a proper Viking funeral. Right, which is which is very cool to see. So, mm-hmm. uh, Last but not least, what you got some, no- some notable information. Uh, Gore yeah. announced that Cannabis Corpse guitarist Brent Ferguson would be portraying Pestless Maximus in the spot for, of course, Moot, but a different character from the planet Maximus. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, also on September thirteenth, two thousand and thirteen, the online petition launched was launched on chartchange.org to have the band play at, at the twenty fifteen Super Bowl Super Bowl halftime show. I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine <laughs> that. But. Oh, uh, the, <laughs> the petition was directed towards the senior vice president of communications for the NFL, Greg. I can't pronounce your name. I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. Oh, I know, right? That dude oh. being like, okay, well, let's check out who this guy Holy crap. Holy crap. No way. What is that between his legs? The cuttlefish? <laughs> no, thank you. Then denied. No, thanks. Yeah, it seems like the... Oh, um, man. It's, uh, well, this past Super Bowl was okay, but it seems like the Super Bowl could be better with, you know, bands like Metallica and Gore. Yeah. You know, and... Maybe one day. Yeah, so... Uh, so on October 1st, 2013, the video covering uh, Billy Ocean's Get Out of My Dreams, Get In My Car. Great song. Yes. Was posted by the AV Club, a song that was blended into a medley featuring the Who's Baba O'Reilly, which is great. Cool. Yeah, they did that perfectly. Yeah. So... So, uh, current members of Guar, uh, we've got Mike Jerks, also known as Ball Sack, The Jaws of Death, on the rhythm guitar. Uh, from He's been in the band since 1988. Mm-hmm. Brad Roberts, also known as Jismac Degusha, uh, on the drums since 1989. Matt McGuire, Sawborg Destructo, uh, co-lead vocals from 94 to 96, and then returning in 2009. Uh, Brent Perguson. Pustulus Maximus uh, on lead guitar backing vocals uh, since 2012. Bob Gorman, also known as Bone Snapper, Mm -hmm. on backing vocals from 95 to 96, then returning in 2014. Michael Bishop, Blothar, uh, on lead vocals uh, from 2014 to the present day. Uh, Beefcake the Mighty. um, Oh, uh, yes. uh, So Michael Bishop is also Beefcake the Mighty. Am I right on that? Yeah. I think it's yes, yes, he yes. Was portraying Beefcake the Mighty, yeah, right. On bass and backing vocals from from eighty seven to ninety three, and then returning right. from ninety eight until nineteen ninety nine. Yes. Um, Don Draculich, which sure. sounds like it yeah. should be a Guar name, but that's <laughs> right now, Draculich, yeah, Draculich. Uh, Sleazy P Martini on back, backing vocals from eighty six to ninety five, and then returning in twenty seventeen. And then you have Casey Orr, BK the Mighty, on bass, backing vocals from 94 to 97, 99 to 2002, 2008 to 2011, and then returning in 2019. Funny thing about Sleazy P. Martini is, um, well, my sister actually knows a guy because um, his, I think his son or daughter goes to some same school that my that my sister's son goes there. So, yeah. Because um, um, my 
my nephew go, goes to psychopractice practice, and I think his his son or daughter goes to the same uh, practice um, field that you know my, my my nephew does. So, oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, it, it wasn't really talked about it, but Sleely uh, P. Martini was the official manager of of Gore. So okay, yeah, on, on, on stage course, you know. So yeah, off stage it was you know just regular humans huh? i guess that we know, that we know we, yes that we know of right okay <laughs> so uh they've had a plethora of of albums so let's go through this real fast uh sure. we got hell hell o which is in 90 in 88 scum the universe in 1990 america must be destroyed in 92 this earth in 94 ragnarok in 95 carnival of chaos 97 we kill everything in '99. Violence has arrived in 2001. Uh, War Party in 2004. Beyond Hell in 2006. Less in Space, two, 2009. <laughs> the Bloody Pit of Horror, 2010. Battle Maximus, 2013, and the recent The Blood of Gods in 2017. So, uh, we hope we entertained you about um <laughs> going to see um or listening to guar or wow right Gwar. yeah that's a fun thing to do man i'm gonna do that every time every, every chance i get you know <laughs> no i'm not um yeah so um yeah so do you have anything that you want to say before we close out uh no just uh go check us out on all the social media uh, you just search for when words fail, uh, when words fail, music speaks podcast, Twitter, Instagram, everything. Go give us a follow and uh, stay up to date. Yes, sir. And until next time, keep on listening to Gore and yeah. just music in general. So have a gr- have a great afternoon, day, night. You know, whenever you're listening to do- to this. Uh, so see ya. See you guys.